Oh my goodness, live stream for a reason, but we're back and we're going to do some editing a little later on and we will uh, make some updates and make sure that um, everyone is where they need to be. Everything is uh, sounding okay. I, I don't know, Our um going to have to go and replace our our video out there on the YouTubers. I don't think we'll be able to get you guys back up, but that's okay. We'll uh, we'll just continue on. Um, just be blessed today, guys. Now here we're we're just gonna go ahead and and uh, get back into the Word of God here. Uh, I'm not quite sure what happened as far as the audio. It just spent what if, but if everything doesn't go on point with this particular software, then there's going to be issues. So we're back. 
Okay, good evening to you, uh, Brother Frank Hollins. God bless you. Thank you for jumping back on and letting us know that we can be heard now. So that's cool. And I'll just have to go out and do some edits and we'll we'll uh, come up with something. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to push everything together, the front end of it and then the back end of it here. So get your Bibles, those of you that follow along in the word of God. And we're going to just shortly, just take a little short uh, spin here in the word. We're just going to be blessed here uh, by looking at um, a subject now. Look, the living water, the living water. Yes, the living water. Now, water itself gives life. Without water, we would not be able to, we would, we can live a lot longer uh, without a lot of things, food, but we can't live very long without water. Can't do it. Water is essential to life. It's essential to our life, physically speaking. But what about this water that is refreshing and spiritual for our spiritual side, the spiritual side of us. What about, what about the, the spirit man? Is it important? Is there a such thing as living water for the spirit man? Ah, well, I've kind of given some things away, but there was a woman that had an interesting question, had an interesting question. Grab your Bible and let's go to John chapter four, verses four through 10. Amen. Amen. John chapter four, verses four through 10. Now, this is about the story of the woman at the well. And let's go ahead and read. Now, he had to go through Samaria. Now we're talking about Jesus here. Jesus, he went all over the place. While he, it, it, he didn't leave more than maybe a 50 mile radius from where, you know, he was born. But he did get around. He, he didn't just stay in one spot, maybe under a, a tree and, and wait for folks to come and, and, say hello no jesus was on it he was out and about he said i must be about my father's business and that's one key one key factor that we should really embrace as believers now jesus is he was god manifested in the flesh and he was also the example of what we are to do as followers believers followers of Christ. If we're going to be followers, we're going to need to do what he did. And what he did, oh boy, he got around. So it says now, verse four, now he had to go through Samaria. And I'm reading from the Amplified, verse five. So he arrived at Samaritan, at a Samaritan town called Sychar, near the tract of land that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. And Jacob's well was there. 
So Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well. It was then about the sixth hour, noon. Okay, so it's about 12 o'clock. And verse 7, then a woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone off into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman asked him, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? For Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew about God's gift of eternal life and who it was who says, Give me a drink, you would have asked him instead and he would have given you living water, eternal life. Oh boy. That right there is exciting, isn't it? Now, this woman, she knew. It's like, look, Jews don't have anything to do with with Gentiles. Yeah, Samaritans. Samaritans were of people who are people who were of Jewish descent and Gentile descent. So they weren't all Jew and, and therefore they were Gentile. And it's like, look. In a way, it's like, look, it was kind of, he's like, okay, there's people that are prejudiced and discriminatory. And she was like, hmm, aren't you prejudiced too? Don't you discriminate? You know, Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritans. Yeah, we know a history about that, don't we, here in this country? One that we have to overcome on a daily basis, don't we? But this woman was fully aware of her place and relationship that her people had with the Jewish people. And Jesus didn't even pay any attention to her. Not in that way. No, he's like, no, here, I am different. That, that right there, he, she said, look, he, he said he was different in a way because he told her, he's like, if you knew who you were talking to, Yeah, then you would have given, you would have asked me for a drink. Huh, I wonder what, what God was talking about. What was Jesus talking about? Give me a drink. You would have asked me. That's what he would have said. Yeah, that's what she would have said. Look, who is it? Who is this guy, this different guy, this guy that doesn't pay attention to the different social uh, norms of the day. Yeah. Who was this man? Who? Oh my goodness. She was wondering. She was wondering. She, I'm sure she was curious about it. So in that, here we go. For his disciples had gone away. Right. And he had a gift of eternal life. That's what that living water would have been for her. Now, we know that later on, and we're going to come back and mention this. This woman was very excited about who Jesus was. Yes, that woman at the well. Let's turn to John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Let's grab that. Amen. Now, 
like I said, Jesus had gotten around. He was living his life and he lived his life to the fullest. But as he lived his life, he was very mindful of what was going on around him and the Lord, what God had put in his heart to do, where he needed to go, who he needed to go see. And of course, being who he, who he is, yeah, it was important. Day of the feasting and, and different things, those different days and holidays, times of remembrance that it came around. He participated in him. He was a rabbi and in, 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 he participated in all of what was going on. Okay, so let's look at John chapter 7, verses 37 through 39. Now, on the last and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and called out in a loud voice. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, who adheres to, trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from his innermost being, will flow continually rivers of living water. But he was speaking of the Holy Spirit, whom those who believed in him as Savior were to receive afterward. The Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified, raised to honor. So even though Jesus was still with them. It was no mystery of what was to come. He was just sharing with them. Look, the Holy Spirit is, is on his way. The Holy Spirit is on his way. Believe in him. Believe in me who adheres to trust in and relies on me as the scripture says. This is what Jesus was saying. He says, let him come to me and drink that living water. Oh my goodness. Rivers of living water. Now, one thing about water is that it's very refreshing, isn't it? Water is refreshing. Uh, I, I don't know. There's some, praise the Lord, sister Reza. Water is refreshing. Water is life-giving. Now, there's, when you take a bath or a shower, don't you feel refreshed? Yes. When, you, when it's hot outside or even when it's not so hot outside, when it's cold outside, you wake up and you got a, a nice tall glass of water. Don't you appreciate even healthy water? <laughs> I appreciate healthy water. Yeah, there's a such thing. I mean, I travel. Don't you know we travel? I travel. It's like my goodness. Sometimes you can drink the water and sometimes you can't. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you drink the water. I go to certain towns and certain cities. I don't drink the water. It, it's smoking. The water, it, it's got some kind of a cloud or smoky. It, it, you know, when you, it glows in a way, it's actually smoky. It's kind of a some type of anyway aura to it. And I can't drink it. I look at it. It's like, uh, there's something wrong with this water. Yeah. Living water. Trust in, relies on, as the scripture has said. See, and there's some things, even when we are, when we are um, living and, and new believers and not so new believers, you can kind of see and when you're hearing some things that don't quite sound right, that, that water sound like it's kind of tainted. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> scripture is kind of tainted, you know, because it's something doesn't quite sound right. Well, water is refreshing. It's life giving. If what you're hearing and what you do, because what we what we hear, we do. And if what we're doing is not refreshing, if it's not encouraging, if it's not life giving, then it's not healthy. It's not living water. Amen. But even Jesus goes as far as to say, look, he says, look, come to me, drink, come to me and drink. That's what he says. So when we come to Jesus, we can expect a refreshing. We can expect life. You know, one thing that we are to do as believers, and this is this is our main soul mission. Our main soul mission is to tell people who God is. Just declare the gospel, the good news. Tell people who God is. A lot of times people want to preach and teach about things that might or might not have anything to do with God directly. But when we can know who God is in a direct way, the expectation of, of what we can what we can expect from him, yes, that his word brings life, that the water that he gives us is refreshing, that it overflows and it continues to flow. I had um, uh, my son. He gave me some flowers this week. Shout out to you, son. Thank you. Gave me some flowers this week. And these flowers were uh, just beautiful. And I still have them. And they lasted they, all week. And I, I put them in water. And it was really, you know, they, they were great and everything. But then I noticed that they started drooping. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Well, I thought I had put enough water in them. Well, the water had evaporated. It had went away. Hmm. The water had, had went away. So what I did was I filled it up with the warm water, you know, put more water in the flowers and just rearranged them. I love flowers. And they just, they're, I have them in, in all, like most of my rooms here. I have my, in my bedroom, my kitchen. I would have some in my office. This bouquet just blessed. But now they're not drooping. There's some that aren't drooping because of the water. God's word is refreshing. It gives us life. Amen. Amen. Let's look here. Let's turn to Acts chapter 10. Verses 34 through 48. And we're going to look. Now, this is good news for the Gentiles. Because before, once the Holy Spirit had, had came and fallen, it had first fallen to and on the Jewish people. Well, here's an opportunity. God says, look, he, he's going to pour his spirit out on all flesh. Amen. So here is where we get a chance as Gentiles to be blessed by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So let's look at verse 34. Opening his mouth, Peter said, Most certainly, I understand now 
that God is not one to show partiality to people as though Gentiles were excluded from God's blessing. But in every nation, the person who fears God and does what is right by seeking him and acceptable and welcomed by him is acceptable and welcomed by him. You know the message which he sent the sons of Israel announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. Verse 37. You know the things that have, been, that have taken place throughout Judea, starting in Galilee, after the baptism preached by John. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with great power. And he went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him. We are personally eyewitnesses of everything that he did, both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem in particular. They also put him to death by hanging him on a cross. Now, this is Peter telling the story, telling the story. Verse 40, God raised him to life on the third day and caused him to be plainly seen, not to all the people, but to witnesses who were chosen and designated beforehand by God. That is to us who ate and drank together with him after he rose from the dead. Now, he was with his disciples he was with his disciples and he promised to send a comforter. And that's something that God, we should expect that from God. When we spend time with him, we ask him to be our personal Lord and Savior. We should expect that God is going to send that, that helper, that comforter. That's one of the, the benefits of salvation is that God says he'll never leave us, nor will he forsake us. That covenant relationship brings the, the, the comfort, the comforter of the Holy Spirit. All right. Amen. Verse 42, he commanded us to preach to the people, both Jew and Gentiles, to solemnly testify that he is the one who had been appointed and ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that through his name, everyone who believes in him, whoever trusts in and relies on him, accepting him as Savior and Messiah, receives forgiveness of sins. While Peter was still preaching, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who were listening to the message, confirming God's acceptance of Gentiles. All the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on even the Gentiles. For they heard them talking in unknown tongues, languages, and exalting and magnifying and praising God. Hallelujah. Then Peter said, Can anyone refuse water for those 
these people to be baptized since they have received the Holy Ghost just as we did. And he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked him to stay there a few days. <sighs> Come on, guys. That relationship that God has with us is living. Not only does he give us his confirmation of being with us forever, huh? That right relationship. He won't, he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. But then the, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is a part of our lives that he fills us with the Holy Spirit. And we know that we're filled with the Holy Spirit, with the initial evidence of speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance, just as on the day of, of Pentecost, just as it happened with the Jews. Amen. So with that, we're encouraged to know that, yes, the living water, the Holy Spirit, the rivers of living water, hallelujah, is the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. And isn't he refreshing? Doesn't he refresh our souls? Doesn't he bless us? Doesn't he encourage us? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, we have some some people out here. Brother Ambler, praise God. Blessings to you, my brother, sister Reza, hanging in there. Amen. Uh, we're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to, uh, let people know that the Holy Spirit is part of the the work of salvation. We're, we're living short-sighted if we don't receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, just as Jesus had, had engaged how he had, even though he is the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit was like a dove and came upon him. And God spoke, he says, here's my beloved son, hear ye him. Amen. So in that, we are to be encouraged to know that the Holy Spirit is essential to our walk with him. It's the refreshing part. It's the overflow part. The Holy Spirit gives us even the boldness to go out. Hallelujah. For Jesus to stand and say, look, drink of me. If you're thirsty, come unto me. If you're thirsty, I'll give you to drink. Amen. He was foretelling of the Holy Spirit, letting us know that this is this is the the essence, the aura of what we should expect in our relationship with God. And then he had asked them, told them, let them know, encouraged them. Yes, let's be baptized. Huh? Another water experience, an outward expression of our commitment to God, the refreshing, the, the washing, hallelujah, the cleansing. Now the blood of Jesus cleanses us from the sin. Amen. But then the obedience of the baptism in the name of Jesus affirms and brings us into uh, a relationship with him that he commands us to do. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And then receive the gift 
of the Holy Spirit. I tell you, the Holy Spirit, the comforter in my life, without him, I don't think, I know that I would not have been able to come as far as I have. How about you? Amen. Praise God to you. Now, we're going to go ahead and just bless the Lord. Um, we've done the, the song. We've done the praise and worship in that. We had a chance to, to engage before our big crash. Our audio was giving us trouble. But just know that God himself is the, the essence. He's the reason why. He's the refresher. He's the good news. Hallelujah. He is, he's the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. He's the, the living water. Hallelujah. We just give him glory. Now, if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, get to know him. The reason why we're here, the technology isn't always perfect. Nope. <laughs> Certainly not. But God is. We're not here to entertain. We're not here to do that. Because the truth of the word is enough. It should perk you up to be refreshed, to receive that living water. Hallelujah. That right there should perk us up. Because I know that life is what it is. But it's also eternal. So we have a choice to say, look, am I going to live this life just the way I am and take my chances and then look up and see whether or not I make it? Well, if you're going to gamble like that, my guess is you haven't gotten it quite right. And it's the gamble that you're going to lose. It's not 50-50 at that point. No, because God has made it awfully clear to us what we're to do. And he's given us the strength to do it. Now, the Holy Spirit deals with us even before he fills us. It's the wooing of the Holy Spirit even to minister to us and, and to say, come and be saved. Yeah. God himself, without him even, without him wooing us and encouraging us to be saved, we wouldn't do it. We think we're all right. We just sit up and keep doing what we're doing. But no, God even speaks to our hearts and tugs at our hearts and says, look, I love you. I want to be with you forever. And there is a forever, guys. So when he speaks to our heart in that way, we should want to receive him, receive him in that way. Loving kindness, he's drawn us. Hallelujah. He is so good to us. He's made a way of escape. If you need to be saved, if you need to be saved, pray this prayer. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins. 
in the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. Please forgive me for my sins. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. I repent and turn away from sin. And I turn to you. I believe that you, Jesus, shed your precious blood on the cross at Calvary and died for my sins. And I am now willing to turn from my sin. Right now, I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior and Lord over my life and my soul. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. This very moment I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Lord Jesus, transform my life so that I may bring glory and honor to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, you are on your way. You're on your way to have a, a wonderful relationship with God, continuing on with a blessed assurance. Mm, that song says, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. To be sure, to be sure that you're saved. Amen. Hallelujah. Get in a, a Bible-believing church. Yes, do that. And continue on. Ask, look to be baptized. There's folks still baptizing. Churches are still baptizing. Uh, they're taking precautions to do the baptism and everything. Brother Ambler, praise God. Uh, we appreciate you. Yes, the prayer. Amen. We just thank God. Uh, Brother King, thank God for you. Amen. Uh, just continue to grow in him. Continue to grow in him. There's great ministries out there that do baptize. 
um, we can, if you need to be baptized, we can gift you, contact us and we'll direct you to a great church that, you know, is still baptizing <laughs> and everything as far as the COVID. And, you know, we thank God that this COVID is about ready to, to cease and desist. Yes, things are, are getting better. They're not getting, um, they're getting the vaccines out if you're going to take the vaccine. Uh, but the truth is, is that it's subsiding and we don't want to let our guards down. We still want to be safe. So we'll do that. But just know that um, we were, will uh, get an opportunity to, to continue on. I don't know if church is going to be what it is, but what it was before, but it is what it is now. And if we're still on our jobs and getting out there as believers now, now that you're a believer, I'm just going to believe God that someone is going to respond to this message of uh, asking the Lord to be their personal Lord uh, as salvation, a personal Lord and Savior. Now, go out and let us know that you prayed the prayer. And there's a pamphlet out there on our website as well that um, that if you're needing some direction and guidance, go out there and just read the pamphlet. It's a pamphlet, uh, Discipleship, under the Discipleship Resources tab. And go out there and, and it'll download it even on your mobile phone. You can get a viewer for it. Read it. And if you're needing uh, more direction and guidance, by all means, contact us. You can drop us a line. You can give us a call. Uh, you can text text us, whatever. Drop us a line. And we will definitely get back with you and let you know uh, what's going on and what we can do to help you and, and direct you and lead you and guide you. Yes, uh, Sister Reza, I don't believe the church church won't be the same. Uh, but we want to continue on in that we want to compress our way and we still need to be on the battlefield for the Lord, still need to be uh, witnesses and uh, disciples. We still need to do that. And yes, folks still need to be saved. And we're just inviting all we can and we're going to get the word out to continue on in Jesus name. Well, thanks for joining today. Be blessed. Um, just stay hold. Keep hold. Hold on to your faith. Don't let anything or anyone take your faith away. Now, just trust him in all things. And he will. He will bring it to pass. Get in that word. Get in that word and read it. Get in that word and believe it. And if you need prayer, we will also pray for you. Let us know. We'll be whatever help you need, uh, getting you to the right direction and guide you to where you need to go and who you need to talk with. Uh, make some great suggestions for you. Amen. Be blessed. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the LFHHM broadcast together with him. Special thanks to the LFHHM volunteers, friends, and the consultants at Union Rock Hill Films. One God, One Church. Don't forget to check out the discipleship resources at www.lfhhm.org. There are also great volunteer opportunities. 
click on the Contact Us tab and let us know you're interested. Be sure to subscribe, like, and sign up to review media notifications on events and updates. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is indeed plentiful, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest.